Okay, I'm curious. Are you someone who pays mobily when you go out? Do you tap your phone? Do you tap your car? Do you ever carry cash anymore? I know this conversation is one that you know it comes up. The idea of how prevalent is cash even in our society, or do you think about cash as sort of free money because it's just something you so rarely have that it doesn't actually really count towards your overall budget? Mobile payments are growing in Canada, so we're going to talk about. Why the big increase? I would love to know if this is something that you are really leaning into or that you are using exclusively. So, of course, send a text seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. But what are the issues of safety around this? How do you keep your digital wallet safe? What are some of the concerns, and how valid are they? We're talking about it right now with our guest, who's a lecturer at the Ted Rogers School of Retail Management with Toronto Metropolitan University, Omar Fares. Omar, thanks for making the time. Really appreciate it. Chelsea, happy to be here. So, Omar, this is something that we are seeing nothing but an increase in, right? A lot of people uh, now leaning towards mobile payments and paying digitally. Let's just clarify what it is that we're talking about. We're talking about tapping with your phone in a lot of cases, yes. right? Absolutely, yes. So a lot of people are opting in to use their phone to make payments, but also um, maybe uh, devices such as smartwatches, etc. So mobile payments in general. Who are we seeing an increase in? Is this a generational thing or is this across the board? No, actually, interestingly enough, yes, of course, the younger generations are on top of um, the pyramid. But interestingly enough, we are seeing an increasing trend in older generations, uh, which uh, there's a few reasons why to this may be happening. But it's not really only a generational thing. Uh, we're actually seeing a consistent growth throughout the Canadian market in terms of mobile payments. I'm seeing, you know, stores now popping up. We have a couple here in Edmonton, maybe even more now, um, where you can only access them if you are paying mobily. So you can only enter the store if you use your phone, if you scan your phone. And then once you're in there, there's maybe an employee, maybe there's not, uh, but you're scanning things and purchasing them with your phone. Is that why we're seeing such an increase is because this is sort of just the way that we're being now offered products? So there's a few things, and the, what you bring up, by the way, is a significant societal challenge, but I'm going to get to it in a second. So <laughs> okay. uh, part of it, uh, one, you have the stores that are going to this direction, and then the second piece is you have younger generations are getting older. So digital natives, people who are born with technology, they're getting older, and they're, te- they're teaching others how to use the technology effectively. But on the reverse side of it, what this can create is what's known as the digital divide. And this is indirectly can push people who don't have mobile channels, which is getting rarer and rarer, but this still exists, to not have access to as much services as other people who actually have mobile uh, uh, services or mobile uh, means of payment. So it's an interesting point to make here because there are some benefits, um, but there are also some challenges. Yeah, and you know, I know that people are going to, they're going to text in and they're going to talk about that. The fact that this feels in some cases like it's ex- exclusionary. You know, if you don't want to buy in or you have a certain way of operating when it comes to the way that you pay and like to purchase, this is going to feel yeah. like it's not, it's not a world made for you very soon. Do you anticipate more growth in areas like this where we're seeing entire stores offering things that only are available if you're paying mobily? As much as I want all the stores to have all options, uh, I anticipate a growth in in uh, retailers actually having uh, only mobile options. Uh, can be seamless in terms of operation, can make life a little bit easier. 
um, and can make training of employees a little bit easier too. Well, it's cost effective uh, so. too, right? I mean, you're going to save a lot of money if you don't have an employee that has to ring things through. Absolutely, and time effective, right? So it's uh, some stores operate on the minutes, the seconds, right? So when you save the time in the line, when the line moves faster, you have all of these benefits added. But to your point, there is a big literature area on the idea of digital uh, division and social exclusion, where individuals who don't have access to such tools can't access services and can't pay anymore. So it's also something that one has to put on top of mind um, as businesses approach this, there needs to be a thinking, well, what happens when that customer doesn't have that option? Mm. Okay, so whether you feel like this is something that is including you or not, I would love to hear your thoughts, Ched Nation, 780-496-0063. You can weigh in. Uh, Let's talk about the risks, though, because I think that there is some probably really valid concern when we're talking about paying mobily and and keeping everything in that digital wallet safe. So what are some of the big concerns and what are some of the really valid um, issues here? Okay, so one... Uh, mobile options, uh, they, well, they're susceptible uh, to risk just by the nature of, you know, mobile phones in general just being a little bit more risky than cash. Um, nature being, well, the phone can get hacked, there's social phishing or there's phishing activities that may happen directly uh, with a cell phone device. Now, there are ways to combat what is possible, but one has to be transparent in this. Companies who offer such um, service or such a channel of payment, so the mobile um, developers or mobile payment developers, they have done a significant amount of work in actually making sure this channel is safe or safer than ever before. So there is there is an increased level of safety, but one still is susceptible to possible risks, uh, which is, for example, the phishing activities or hacking of the phone or, you know, if the phone gets stolen. So there is a level of risk that is increased automatically by the sheer nature of technology. But with that said, there is also increased level of protection that has been added more and more. So you're talking about, you know, needing to be mindful of phishing activity that could be targeting your phone in general. So not necessarily just the apps that have your your finances attached to them, but just be practicing a, a little bit of awareness overall Absolutely. And, you know, be very careful. If I I may give some tips, be very wary uh, of random applications that one doesn't know the source of. And, you know, even the ones that look like games, in many cases, these can be very dangerous. Uh, Be very careful. The websites one visits through the phone, these are all uh, things that may put one at risk. And one of the key factors here is if there is a multi-authentication option in any of the banking channels, I would highly suggest to opt in for such multi-authentication options. What are some things that might surprise people that could be out there to, to target their devices or to try to fish for their information? Because some are so advanced and so um, that, that don't really raise eyebrows unless you're really, yeah. really looking at the fine print. So what do people need to be aware of? Just remind us, Omar. Okay. Uh, a few things. Uh, bigger picture, email, texts, and applications. So mm-hmm. email, this is the now almost the oldest trick in the book. Any email you don't know the source of, don't open, don't respond, don't touch it. 
that's one. Uh, second is texts. A lot of people are getting a little bit crafty with certain texts. If you don't know the number, even if it's the wrong text, don't open it, don't respond. The third option, the games, and there's a lot of push for these games or look like games um, that are advertised on social media, etc. Um, you know, they're very, they have a very simple user interface. But what tends to happen is tons of data can be collected from uh, the um, terms of the agreement from these games that can actually put one at a significant risk. So one would suggest any application that is downloaded on one's phone, you know, I suggest being from a more developed company, more trusted company that developed the application before jumping in and downloading any application. Because the moment you download something, you've made an agreement mm -hmm. and it's on your phone. So this is a big part of also the responsibility which falls on the consumer in this regard. Okay, there are a lot of people that I know want to weigh in on this conversation. Uh, we've got some callers that are patiently standing by. We're going to get to you in just a moment. But one more question for you. This is coming from one of our listeners. Um, Alan in Morinville sends a text in, Omar, and I'm wondering if you can address this. He says, sure. um, what's the digital payment uh, impact on inflation? He says business has to pay banking fees on every transaction and prices are adjusted to compensate. Can you speak to that? Yes, for sure. So there any sort of um, credit or debit payment, anything that is not cash, uh, retailers regardless have to pay for this. Uh, so there is, let's say you have $100 and you go to whatever retailer and you pay with credit, this $100 don't fully go to the retailer. A big part of it goes to the underlying company, so whether it's the top three, Visa, MasterCard, or Amex. And then a big part or another chunk of it goes to the actual bank for every single transaction. Now, truly what tends to happen is retailers will just pass this cost on to consumers. And now they legally can, um, I think uh, given the legal legisl recent legislation, I think a year ago, they can pass such costs to consumers. Uh, so, yes, there is a contributing factor of not just mobile payments now. We're talking about credit and debit payments. So any any card payment um, in that regard does have a contributing factor uh, in inflationary pressures, specifically when consumers are already struggling. This adds an extra layer of struggle. And that's why some small businesses, even if you go, you say, well, you know, if you pay with cash, we'll take a little bit less money. Mm -hmm. right? Some do this. Um, and this is the reason because, you know, they, they pay for every transaction you make. So, you know, yes, there is some some uh, additional inflationary pressures. Um, retailers also have to be careful of and consumers need to be aware of. Omar, thank you so much for uh, talking about this this afternoon. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Chelsea. Appreciate it.